Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee head basketball coach Rick Barnes. Rick, uh, we were talking before you came on. Defensively, you, you, we, I think we all get caught up in making threes and scoring a lot of points and, and alley-oop dunks, but your team, the way they bought in and have bought in all year long defensively, what was that like as a coach to see the way they battled and competed across the board yesterday? You know, Chris, really all year, I would tell you, We've been pretty consistently all, all year long, and we certainly have had our ups and downs, you know, like any part of the game. But uh, we we really did lock in and guard. But you go back and look at our schedule coming down the stretch in February, you know, we, we've had all kinds of injuries with key guys. But And people think that affects your offense, which it does, but it also affects your defense a little bit because you've got guys out there at different times of the games that haven't been out there. And you go back to a couple games coming down the stretch, we had a couple – breakdowns late in the game, just a simple point switch, just one play going underneath the ball screen and giving up a three and point switch giving up a three. And But uh, overall, yesterday, obviously, we, we were on point. weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but our guys were locked in and we knew we had to be. But, uh, our again, coming down the stretch of the schedule we played, I think has helped us as much this past week as anything. Rick, that was going to be my next question. You know, when you look at your schedule, and, and we talked about this Monday before you went to Orlando, in totality, you, you beat Kansas, you beat Texas, you beat Alabama, you beat Arkansas, you played Arizona at their place to the wire. I didn't get the sense that your team was going to go into this tournament and be intimidated by anybody because of how many tough games and tough teams you played, and that to me was on full display yesterday. Well, I agree with you, and I think that's that. I think you're absolutely right, and I and I really think that, you know, when you lose, 
Zakai when we did. And if you watched this play all year, you know, the last four and a half, five minutes of the game, we we did a lot of things through him where he had the ball. You know, that's normally where we ran ball screen action and had different things that we did out of it to give Santi a chance to get off the ball. But the ball was primarily in Zakai's hand. And so that's what we've had to learn to be different right now and uh, different guys doing it. But yesterday I thought, you know, by committee, everybody handled the ball well, did what we needed to do. And but it was our defense. And that's what set the tone in all those games you talked about is where our defense is really at a high level. And like I said, there hasn't, there haven't been many games. I mean, you can't be the one or two best defensive team in the country if you have bad nights. And so we've been pretty consistent. It's just that, you know, there's there's a different level you can always get to, and I think we've got to keep trying to strive right now to even get to another level. Rick, it's Austin. Uh, I said about six or eight weeks ago, as, as important as Zakai is, I, I just felt like offensively this team, the, the success it would have would be dictated by Santiago Vescovi and, and Olivier Kamwa. Kamwa yesterday was just spectacular in that second half. Just kind of take me through – what you feel like you get, you're get, you getting from him right now, and how much has he grown, even from like early on in his career all the way through last year's injury up to now? Well, first of all, I mean, if everybody knew what we knew about Olivier, how hard he works, I mean, we were all just tickled to death for him because of what he – I mean, if, you, if people just knew what he puts into it, I mean, I'm not just talking about physically. He puts every ounce of motion he has into it and – and to see him have a day like that at that stage was, again, you couldn't help but almost cry about it because he's he's had you know been on a roll, roller coaster at times, but uh, picked a great day to put it all together and and what he's capable of. But I said after the game, you know, we've got four or five guys on this team that could come out and have a game like that at at some point in time, and certainly we need them. You know, whichever one wants to pick to do it, I'm, I'd welcome any of them to do it and. But uh, he, his demeanor was great. He, you could tell he got locked in, and he was feeling it, and uh, teammates were looking for him. Another guy I thought that was you know, really super underrated yesterday was Jonas Adu. His, his defense in the paint, his rebounding, and then his ability to you know, be there and make some, some, some good buckets there in the first half. He had eight first-half points. Kind of just take me through you know, how much he's grown this year um, as, as a player. and What's the difference between maybe him at this point last year and him right now? Well, as a freshman, there's so much you have to go through to learn how to work and practice every single day. And, you know, a year ago, you know, he dealt with some injuries that he had to deal with and along with learning what it takes to make the jump from high school to college. And I, I would say his biggest thing is learning how to deal with physicality because I think people think they can come in and punk him and hit him and drive him back. And But they also, I think, underestimate his, his length. You know, he's got really – he got terrific hands. He got a, a terrific shooting touch, and a guy that, uh, again, I, I think as he continues to mature and grow, I, I just think he's got a great future ahead of him. But uh, his length is something that uh, people, I think, when they first see him, are a little bit surprised by. We're talking with Tennessee head basketball coach Rick Barnes. Rick, your team clearly motivated, clearly played with a chip on its shoulder. I think everybody in the country picked Duke. Maybe everybody in Hickory, North Carolina, picked Duke before the game. <laughs> But but yet you guys, you guys are able to channel that. Sometimes when you get a little bit too into that kind of thing, teams don't play within themselves. Your team was able to channel that in the right way. How cool was that for you to see and play with that and that kind of poise as well? 
Well, again, Chris, I'll go back to our schedule. In fact, you know, we knew when the season started that, you know, the back end of our schedule, we were going to be playing top half of the league, and we knew it was going to be tough. It would have been tough if we'd have been totally healthy. And then the fact that we dealt with some different uh, – those different injuries, you know, it gave a guy like Jemai Meshack, uh, you know, different – I mean, think about it. We missed the game uh, at uh, – down at uh, – was it early where – Santi and you know, right. like, you know, we, we games like that, and those things come back to help you. And, and sometimes you don't know when or where, but uh, I do think the way it's played out, uh, we we have had the mindset that we're going to, you know, you know, it's a coaching cliche, you know, next guy up. But the fact of the matter is, we we knew at the beginning of the year we had good depth, but as I've always said, that depth's got to make you want to play them. And but this year, guess what? They were forced into playing. You know, when, right. when the injury that we had. And so I think guys have gotten comfortable. I think Jemai Meshack's getting more and more comfortable every every game he goes out doing what he's doing. But, uh, you know, Santi and, and uh, has been a stellar guy all year long. And, you know, Tyreek Key, I think, is getting more comfortable. And this is the time you want to be playing your best basketball. And But here on out, you know as well as I do, if you're playing now, you're capable of winning any game, especially the way the games play out right now with the longer timeouts and so, again, uh, regardless of who we play after that the game tonight, it's, it's going to be a tough one, And but it's up to us to keep our focus and, and like, like I said, know that we've got the ability to take it to another level. Chris brought up all the uh, teams you've played this year. I'm going to talk about two that technically don't count, you know, as far as win-loss record, but I think they, they help your overall deal. is The scrimmages with Michigan State and Gonzaga. Michigan State currently – leading 33-28 over Marquette. Gonzaga will play later tonight, both trying to get to the second weekend, the Sweet 16. That rule change a few years ago that allowed you all to be able to start scrimmaging other quality opponents. How much has that benefited you and or college basketball in general? I think it's, I think it's a big benefit, and to be honest with you, I think we should allow that really be – even though it's a long season, I think the way you shrink the season is you, you allow some of – like two more exhibition games to wear because, you know, the hardest thing is when you have to practice for, you know, 75, 76 days in a row without a game. And that's, you know, once you start practice in the summer. And, again, you can do – choose different ways. And every year we do. We, we don't have a set format based on – the team we have and what we think they need is how we determine what we're doing. But those games did help. There's no doubt. You know, we had, we've always scrimmaged Davidson college with Bob McKillop. And this year, you know, we wanted to, uh, our, our mindset really early in the year was we wanted to play against a team where we thought we could get some work with a smaller lineup, but, you know, Josiah wasn't uh, able to play and, and, uh, but, yeah, those games help. And, and I will say this, as much as I think it helps us, I think the more that we can get officials early season games, I think it helps them get going into the season. Rick, that segues to what I was going to ask you next. I, I sat there at the uh, halftime and talked. There's a bunch of former players there and former coaches, and we were all talking. I, I said, you know, I think in the second half, will the whistle continue to be what it was in the second half, what it was in the first half? How did you think that played out as the game went on? Because you guys were able to be really physical with them, push them around, play the way you guys want to play. Do you feel like it was pretty consistent across the board that way? I, I do. And, and you know what, uh, Chris, they, they, Duke's a good defensive team. You know, they, they right. are too. And they, you know, they, they do a good job of running you off cuts and, and doing that. I thought 
not only did I think our defense was good, I think our movement on offense uh, made them because we had to, we tried to move and we felt like we had to make that in a factor too, and we could get movement and and get guys moving around and move them away from the basket because they, they're they're the longest team and and. Uh, College basketball, and so I, I thought I thought that, and you know, I, someone told me that John Shire uh, made the comment that they ran out of gas, and I think that he would probably agree that our offense has something to do with that as well as what we were doing on the defensive end. What's the schedule now, Rick? You guys, I guess, go up to New York on Tuesday. Uh, today, you do anything today? What do you do tomorrow as far as practice, getting ready? Yeah. We, we didn't. We we got we got we got back late last night. I mean, believe it or not, it was an ordeal getting the plane to get us back here and we got it on the guys probably got to bed at two o'clock and mm. gave them the day off today. They they did go in and take care of their bodies. They they do that, you know, you know, with what Garrett, Maidenwall and Chad does them and they, they're the best at it and getting those guys' bodies ready and then tomorrow we'll go in and do some individual work and do a we'll we'll spend time in the weight room and again get their bodies back and then we'll get back at it Tuesday, Wednesday. Just we're pretty much the same schedule. We had leading into this tournament, except we had two days off after the SEC tournament, which we needed because we played two games back-to-back. And if we had a chance to do that again, we would. But it's just the way the calendar falls right now. And then we'll leave to go up to uh, we'll leave to go up to New York on Tuesday, yeah. Uh, we'll get you out here on this. As, you know, as I'm watching yesterday, you've done this now with four different teams this time of year, March Madness. Is your adrenaline rush the same now as it was when you started this back all those years ago, playing when it counts like this? Yeah, it really is. You know what? I honestly, to be, to be quite frank, I mean, it's you know, February is a tough month, you know, uh, because you know I, I know we got a good basketball team, and and I felt for our guys, and I really admire this group of guys. They they fought. People, believe me, no one on the outside could ever know what we've gone through as a team with, with the injuries and, and different things and how when, you know, we read each other wondering, you know, if this guy's going to be ready for this game or whatever and the resiliency that these guys have uh, shown. And then, honestly, watching Olivier like that, it, 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 um, again, I walked in the locker room, I was in there by myself for a little bit, and I, I, honestly, I felt a little emotion. uh because uh, I'm proud of these guys. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, everybody had us down. You know, they didn't think we had a chance. I mean, I know people uh, right off the bat thought we could get beat by Lafayette, which we could, you know. I mean, Louisiana Lafayette, I mean, Bob Marlin does a great job. And then, obviously, no one thought we'd have a chance against Duke. But And I will say this, uh, this tournament is so much about matchups. I, thinking back to that game yesterday, I had a really good team with a guy by the name of Kevin Durant. DJ Augustine and a bunch of guys who were really good. We were freshmen, and they second round we got put up against the USD team. Tim Floyd was coaching, and he had older, grown men, and they did to us what Duke had. Duke started four freshmen yesterday, right. and you can see at the game there was a difference in the physicality of the bodies. And I'm telling you, John done a great job in in his first year there. I mean, it's not easy. You know, following Mike Shazaski, but he's done it in a great way. But uh, yeah, the, the fire's still there. But, but you know what? More than anything now, it, it, you know, you feel it for the players. And uh, whether people know it or not, coaches don't have as much to do with it as they might think sometimes. You know, like yesterday, you could tell guys, like you could tell yesterday, Olivier was in a zone. Santi, right in front of our bench one time, made a, an incredible one on one move where he raised up. And 
that's players playing the game. And uh, and if you ask me, the the biggest thing probably over the years is understanding just what I just said that I don't control it as much as I like to at times and make everything perfect. You got to hope that they're they're tra- and we said this to our guys the training. They, they're built for this, you know, we, the way we train, the way they work. And when it comes to a point in time, you hope that everything that we practice through the repetition and everything, that it all comes together at the right time. Rick, man, we really appreciate your time. A lot of orange in Orlando. I'd say there will be a lot of orange in the Big yeah. Apple later this week as well. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit KS Gambling Help. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.